audience size does matter. And often I hear people say things like, oh, your downloads don't matter. You can get advertisers. My experience is that's not the case. Like you have to have an audience that is large enough for a company to want to advertise on your show. And it's important for you, the podcaster, to think about the benefit that that advertiser is getting from a partnership with you. Are you an impact-driven entrepreneur, influencer, or thought leader who wants to use podcasting to build authority, increase your influence, and scale your brand? Welcome to the Podcasting for Influence podcast, where you will learn the tips and strategies on how you can take your impact, influence, and business to the next level by utilizing podcasting, one of the most powerful media in the world today. I'm your host, Tibor Nod, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Welcome back, my friend, to the Podcasting for Influence podcast. Super excited for you to listen to today's episode called Mastering Podcast Advertising to Grow and Monetize Your Show with the one and only Heather Osgood, founder of True Native Media and host of the amazing show Podcast Advertising Playbook. In today's episode, Heather and I talked about everything that you need to know about how to monetize your show through sponsorships and how to grow your podcast through podcast advertising. At the beginning of today's episode, Heather shared her story about how she fell in love with podcasting and how she started True Native Media, a podcast representation agency. Later on, we talked about how podcasters can monetize through sponsorships. We talked about download numbers and why it matters. Heather shared great insights on how someone can reach out to sponsors and what they need to prepare before they do so. Then we dove deeper into growing a podcast through podcast advertising, aka reaching audio consumers directly. All right, so before I introduce today's guest, I want to let you know that I and my team, we not only help impact-driven entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and influencers just like you launch their authority-building podcast, but we also provide done-for-you podcast services such as audio and video editing, graphic design, writing services, and so much more. So if you're someone who is just thinking about starting your show and you need help with that, or you're an established podcaster who is looking to outsource podcast editing and other techy and time-consuming tasks, I would highly encourage you to check out our podcast services at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast services. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast services. All right, so my guest today is Heather Osgood, who is the founder of True Native Media, a podcast representation agency specializing in podcast advertising. With an extensive background in radio advertising and love for podcasting, Heather was in a unique position to start an agency that could help both advertisers get better results and assist podcasters in finding sponsors. She's an influential voice in the podcast advertising space and has sold over 50,000 ads in the last five years. Heather is also the podcast moneymaker's creator, a course designed for podcasters who won the formula, tools, and tactics to get advertisers in six weeks. 
Heather can be credited for contributing her expertise to major podcasting events like Podcast Movement, PodFest, and more. She's the host of the Podcast Advertising Playbook, a show dedicated to educating anyone interested in podcast advertising. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources and detailed show notes, simply head over to our website, podcastingforinfluence.com. That's podcastingforinfluence.com. You can also watch these interviews on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Mindset Horizon. That's youtube.com forward slash Mindset Horizon. So without any further ado, my friend, please enjoy today's episode with the one and only Heather Osgood. Hi, Heather, and welcome to the Podcasting for Influence podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, me too. I I was super excited when I was preparing for this conversation. So I'm excited to learn more about you, True Native Media, what you're up to, and also why you started podcasting because you host a show, Podcast Advertising Playbook. And I want to start this conversation really with your journey in terms of, you know, how did you become passionate, if I may say so, about podcasting or, or the podcasting world? And how did you start True Native Media? Yeah, for sure. So I would say that my love of audio started back at the beginning of my career, um, you know, really going way back. I was a salesperson, an outside salesperson, and I drove around all the time in my car and I discovered audiobooks and in particular kind of self-help books and, you know, how to improve your selling skills and all of that. And so I listened to them nonstop and it was a big obsession of mine for many years. And then, um, one day after I had sold a company that I owned for quite a few years, almost 10 years, my husband said, have you ever listened to a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I tried that once. It was like a big pain. I didn't like it at all. Um, cause at that time you had to like download it onto your computer and then upload it to your MP3 player and all that jazz. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, well, no, there's this like pretty cool app on your phone. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So I started listening to podcasts and I just really quickly became obsessed because because number one, it was like so easy to listen to podcasts. In the past, I had to go find the books and I would either go to the library or buy them. You know, at that time, I don't even think I bought online very often. But um, yeah, so finding podcasts felt like a goldmine because it was all of this great free content. And in addition, one of the things that I have always treasured so much about podcasts is you essentially get to sit in on conversations with people that you would never, you know, potentially be in a room with. And I just felt that listening to all of their information about how to build a successful business, how to stay motivated, how to stay focused on your goals, all of the things that really just drove me, I could get all of this rich information. And so then I, I, I kind of just became very immersed in the um, content of podcast. And then as I listened, I thought, where are all the ads? <laughs> you know, I mean, that was like one of the first things because I had been in advertising for so long. I was like, where are all the ads on these podcasts? And so I started researching it and I found that the top you know, one, 2% of podcasts had tons of ads, but mm. then there were all of these other shows that I loved. And I thought, 
man, I should start selling ads on these podcasts because I knew the average, you know, podcast host was not well equipped to go out and sell ads for themselves. So in 2016 and actually January of 2016, I found a true native media to really help podcasters sell ads on their podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually want to talk about this because uh, one of the things I want to dive deeper into in today's conversation with you is, you know, how how we can monetize the podcast through sponsorships. And but before we dive in, I would like to ask you to talk to us a little bit more about what True Native Media is focused on, because you help, as far as I know, two groups of people like podcasters and advertisers. So you work with them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So True Native Media is a podcast representation firm, and we work with about 70 different podcasts. And our role is to connect them with advertisers. So we have developed relationships with agencies and then directly with brands and companies that are interested in advertising in this space. And our job really is kind of that middleman um, position where we help the advertisers. We make sure that they're creating campaigns that are going to be successful and really create results for them um, while also partnering those podcasts with companies that we know are going to be a really good fit for them. Yeah, that's really exciting. And you also started your podcast and I was just wondering, you know, the podcast advertising playbook. So when you started this podcast, were you strategic about the launch of this show in terms of, you know, generating business opportunities and such things? Because I, you know, I I mainly want to help those entrepreneurs and business owners to use their podcast to generate business. So what was your thought process with the, with the podcast? Yeah, that's a really great question. And my podcast has been through several renditions, I will say. So um, originally, before I I started True Native Media, I launched a podcast on my own that was just meant to be motivational and help business owners. Um, And then I had this kind of RSS feed sitting there where I really wasn't, you know, creating new episodes for probably about a year. And I thought, gosh, I've got all of these people who are already following me. Why don't I just talk about podcasts. So I started talking about podcasts. I don't remember at that time what I was calling the show and wasn't really doing it very consistently. Then I added a couple of co-hosts and we weren't very doing it very consistently. And then I was like, you know what? I really do want to take this seriously. And the intention of my podcast originally was to have good conversations with brands who were already advertising in this space. And, you know, definitely one tip that I would give people thinking about trying to start a podcast is there are lots of different reasons why you might want to start a podcast. And one of the better reasons is to have great conversations with people that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to talk to. So if the average person were to reach out to somebody and say, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you. That person would probably say no. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you're reaching out to some high level business owner or someone who's in a high position at a company there, there has to be a reason why they're going to want to talk to you. And a podcast is a really good reason to ask that person to engage with you or to have a conversation. So my intention was that if I started this podcast, then I could go through all of the top advertisers in the industry and invite them onto my show to discuss how they were making podcasts successful for them. 
And to be totally transparent, it didn't really work because what I found was that many um, CMOs held all of those secrets very tightly and they didn't want to tell everyone else how they were getting podcast advertising to work for them. (laughs) They were like, these are my ideas. This is my finding. I'm not going to share it with you. Um, And so we still do interview, you know, brands that are succeeding in the space. And if I am able to, you know, convince someone to come on and speak with me, I love those conversations, but what it really has morphed into is a space where we talk about podcast advertising. Cause as you can imagine, it's not like a a top 10 category of of people wanting to listen and, and talk about podcast advertising. But when you're in the space, it's really important. And we talk a lot about the changes in the space. We interview people um, in the industry who are making an impact or understand it or can just contribute to the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I highly recommend the podcast to those who are interested in learning more about podcast advertising because you really go into the nitty gritty of of this space. Can we say it's a niche podcast? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. And I didn't know that you had another podcast, uh, but it's great to know. Great to hear that. And uh, I was also a podcast listener before I started a podcast. So I kind of like I was inspired by other shows, right? So in, I think in 2016, I started listening to podcasts. 2017, at that time I was living in Germany and I was consuming more and more English podcasts so that I can learn the language and kind of like, you know, just practice and, and, and so forth. And I was like, why don't I just start a podcast? I could speak more so I can improve my communication skills. So that was my, my journey and my first podcast was Mindset Horizon, which was a personal development focused show, you know. Oh my goodness. So have you really only been fluently speaking English for like four years? You know, I, I started learning English in primary school and I used English to some extent in my professional life, so to speak, when I, you know, in the workplace and such. But actually I was living in Germany and at that time, so I, I used to work as an architect, project manager, and was also involved in sales. And in Germany, I was mainly using the, the German language because we were focused on the German market. And I used English with friends and, and with people who didn't speak German necessarily, because in Germany, there uh, it was a very international environment. But it wasn't that that I was using the English language on a daily basis. So I that was my intention in 2016. I wanted to take this entrepreneurial leap. And also I saw myself as an international entrepreneur, so to speak, that, you know, uses the English language on a daily basis. And so one of my very personal reasons of starting a podcast was that I wanted to speak more and more importantly, speak to, you know, native speakers. So that's my story in a nutshell. (laughs) That is awesome. Congratulations to you. That is so cool. I really... Um, before the pandemic, my husband and I had plans to move to Spain for a year just as a cultural experience. And the idea of learning Spanish, even though I had grown up in California, it was very, uh, you know, very accustomed to a lot of Spanish speaking and felt like I understood a bit of it. It still was very daunting to yeah. me to learn another language. So congratulations. That's awesome to, you know, have that goal and accomplish it. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, there was a lot of struggles, obviously, with German as well when I moved out and a lot of imposter syndrome and insecurities when it came to speaking any kind of, you know, foreign language. 
So you can listen to my first episode of my podcast. It was ridiculous. I was re-recording my voice, you know, my questions and everything. Now, today I don't do that, but <laughs> it oh was a goodness. big, big personal development journey. And I started my podcast more than one and a half years ago. So, yeah, um, these are some of the interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and that, I mean, that's just, I think, evidence of, of how you can use podcasts. And I, you know, obviously I'm on the advertising side of things. I know you can make a lot of money with advertising, but I also always try to share with people that there is so much more to a podcast than just selling ads. And I think a lot of times people get this feeling that, I'm going to start a podcast and then next week people are going to come and hand me money to run ads for them. And it really, that, that isn't really what happens. And also there can be so many other great ways to use your podcast as a vehicle to get to a goal. And whether that's a monetary goal, whether that's a business goal or a personal goal, there are lots of ways that you can utilize podcasts to help you get to where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely, Heather. I couldn't agree more. And we mentioned a couple of great things, personal examples and such. And there are many different ways to really utilize a podcast as a business owner or entrepreneur. So when it comes to monetization, one of the ways is to monetize through sponsorships. And I agree that, you know, I see podcasters, they release two episodes and they start looking for sponsors. And I kind of like want to talk about this, you know, when it comes to looking for sponsors, like, what's the what's a good time to start looking for sponsors and how do you start this process basically everything that is connected like you know reaching out to sponsors and what are some of the things that you can prepare to attract some sponsors what are some of the documents that you need to prepare and you help people with this so one way is you can do it on your own and another way is you can work with an agency for example like true native media and uh Let's talk about how we can, you know, attract sponsors and how we can monetize through sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I always tell people that there are there are a few different ways that you can go about getting sponsors for your show. So the first one is you can do it yourself and we'll dive into that just a little more. Um, you could work with a network. So networks are typically groups of podcasts with a similar theme to their show. And so that can be an option for you to work with a network and often networks will find sponsors for you. You can also list your podcast on a marketplace. So, um, companies like advertise cast, for instance, are a marketplace where you literally just go, you put your podcast up there and then if a sponsor comes to the site and they're interested, they can place an ad through advertised cast on your show. Um, and you can also work with a hosting provider, you know, such as Anchor or there's a handful of other companies where they're going to do these uh, pre-recorder announcer red type ads that go into your show. Um, not really what I would recommend, but can be an option for folks. Um, and then lastly, you can work with a representation firm like True Native Media um, that goes out and really specifically works with you, the host, as well as that advertiser to make the connection. Um, and I'd like to focus on both individual sales as well as representation, because I think that those are, are two of the best options for podcasts. And, you know, 
When you look at your show, one of the things that I like to say, because I have heard it many times said otherwise, that size does matter. Audience size does matter. And often I hear people say things like, oh, your downloads don't matter. You can get advertisers. My experience is that's not the case. Like you have to have an audience that is large enough for a company to want to advertise on your show. And it's important for you, the podcaster, to think about the benefit that that advertiser is getting from a partnership with you. Now, if you are on the smaller side, I do recommend that you look to try and sell ads on your own. And ways that you can do that are that you can look at all of the content that you're creating and sell it on more of a global level instead of just your podcast. So hopefully you've got a strong podcast, but you're also potentially doing social media. You have maybe a newsletter that you've put together. You have a website that you've set up so you can create what I would call an all-inclusive integrated package for a sponsor where they get ads on your podcast. You will mention them in social. You will send them out in your newsletter. You will put them on your website, you know, do something that is going to be of, of bigger value to them because then you can sell it at a much greater number. If you're just selling your podcast, that might not have a big enough reach for them to make it worth their while. But what you're really trying to do is you're trying to create a win-win with that advertiser because you don't want them to advertise with you once. You really want to create a long-term relationship and you're going to have that long-term relationship if you're realistic about what you can deliver that advertiser. Yeah. If you're a very niche topic podcast, let's say you are speaking directly to architects and you've got a podcast that just reaches architects and maybe you have a thousand architects that listen to your show, that's totally sellable because there are people within that industry who would love to reach those thousand architects with their message. And that can have value. If you have 50, maybe not so much, right? So be realistic with yourself about the size of your audience. Um, And you definitely can go and sell yourself. And my experience has been, you will get bigger dollar amounts when you sell yourself than when you try to work having someone else sell, you know, for you, if your show is on the smaller side. Yeah, absolutely. There are a couple of things. So you've mentioned, for example, reach and and numbers a couple of times. So you've mentioned that if it's a niche podcast example with architects, 1000 downloads per episode, if I understood you well, right? I would love to just touch on that because I would say that if there was one bit of information that most podcasts don't seem to understand, it's their audience size. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the numbers of your podcast, it's really important that you understand what they mean. I find what podcasters have a tendency of doing is they look at the biggest number because why not, right? Like we all want to look at the biggest number, but you have to look at how you're delivering ads. So most folks, if you're a podcaster and you're starting out, you're going to be doing embedded ad reads, meaning that if in this episode today, you were to insert an ad for, let's say zip recruiter. And then when you publish this episode, it would have an ad for zip recruiter. And anyone who listened to this episode would hear that ad. However, if they listened to the episode the week before or the week after, they wouldn't hear the zip recruiter ad. 
What is up, my friend? I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but let me just pause the show for a second because I have a special announcement for you. I don't know if you noticed, but I and my team provide different services in the podcasting space. We not only help impact-driven entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and influencers just like you launch their authority-building podcast, but we also provide done-for-you podcast services such as audio and video editing, graphic design, writing services, and so much more. So if you're someone who is just thinking about starting your show and you need help with that, or you're an established podcaster who is looking to outsource podcast editing and other techy and time-consuming tasks, I would highly encourage you to check out our podcast services at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast services. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast services. If you want to have a call with me where I can answer your questions related to launching your show, post-production, or marketing, I would highly recommend you book a 30-minute free strategy call with me at mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you very soon. And now let's get back to today's conversation. So really, you have to look at how many impressions, essentially, or downloads you can deliver to an advertiser for that one episode within a 30-day period. So that's your total audience size. Now, we also have dynamic ad insertion technology. And if that's something that you are doing, then you have the ability with dynamic ad insertion to insert ads into your full catalog of shows. and then that number is really a lot different, right? Because the ad is going to get inserted into every single episode and then a campaign would run for a time period. So we might say from April 1st to April 30th, anybody who listens to your show would get an ad served to them. So you have to know your number because what most podcasters have a tendency of doing is saying, my show gets 50,000 downloads a month. And it's like, Well, that's great, but if you're not doing dynamic insertion, I only care about how many downloads you're getting per episode in a 30-day period. Per episode. Okay, so when it comes to niche podcast, 1,000 is kind of like a good number. I I wanted to ask you about this because I think you know, uh, what is the average download number in the space when it comes to podcasts? So when it... um, as far as I know, I've heard about something like 130 downloads per episode. That's kind of like the average download number per episode. So I just want to put this in a perspective for people who are listening. They might say, you know, I have 500 downloads per episode, 5,000. And uh, I think if you are in the 5,000, 10,000 category, you are in the top tier of podcasts already, right? And True Native Media works with those podcasters, I think, right? So the only numbers that I've really ever seen um, around number of downloads and kind of where that places you is from Libsyn. So Libsyn is a hosting provider and um, Rob Walsh over there is very, you know, famous for sharing how those tiers break out because the reality is the vast majority of podcasts really don't get very many downloads. And so if you are over a thousand downloads per episode, that does put you in the top tier. I can't quote the exact percentages because I don't have those memorized, but um, yes, if you are getting a thousand or more downloads per episode in a 30 day period, you are definitely in, I, I, I think it's like the, the top at least 15% of podcasts out there. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's good to know good to know these numbers really and and I want to keep digging this topic in terms of, you know, we talked about what if the the podcasters are individually reaching out to sponsors. So what are some of the most important things that they need to prepare and how they can uh, how, how they can pitch sponsors for example? Yeah, so um you want to understand your audience super well. So know who exactly is listening to your show, because every advertiser has a specific target demographic that they're trying to reach. So make sure you know your audience. Um, next, you're going to want to put together a media kit. Um, and a media kit isn't going to include things like, um, you know, a description of the show, a description of yourself as the host, a description of your audience, um, numbers. So what kind of, of audience size do you have? And then if you are looking to create a bigger package, you would include the numbers for maybe not only your podcast, but maybe your social media and your, and your newsletters, things like that. And then you would also want to create some pricing packages. So the hmm. advertiser is going to know are they, you know, what exactly are they going to get with this pricing? Um, so that's important, you know, is, is to include all of that and to have a media kit and your media kit doesn't have to be big. You know, it doesn't have to be 10 pages long. In fact, I would encourage you not to make it too terribly long. I would say, you know, two to five pages is probably all that you, it really needs to be. Um, the one, one bit of advice I do give people around their media kit is that you want to make sure that it is professionally designed and that it looks super professional because a, um, an advertiser is looking at trying to connect with you as an ambassador for their brand. And if you come to them with something that was put together with word art or something, you know, now there are definitely programs out there like Canva, for instance, that is a terrific tool and can give you a very professionally designed look with, with a do it yourself approach, but just make sure that you're using some sort of a tool to make that media kit look professional. So whether that's outsourcing or using something like Canva, you definitely want to do that. Um, so having that media kit is going to be the next step for you. Um, and then next you're going to want to find and approach those advertisers. So where can you find advertisers? And my recommendation, I find that people have a tendency of saying, I'm going to go right to the top. Like, you know, um, progressive spends a ton on advertising. I'm going to call progressive because what is a thousand dollars to them? It's nothing. Yeah, the, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think like from the outside, it seems very logical, but the reality is, is that those companies are much harder to sell to than mid-level or even smaller organizations because they have agencies and they have, you know, 200 people working in their marketing department that are going to scrutinize every little thing. Wow. Um, so really it usually is better to find mid-level companies, um, direct to consumer brands are really great in the space. So if, if depending on what your niche is, that can be, um, a good target. But if you do have a very specific topic, 
going after, you know, looking at industry newsletters or industry magazines or industry websites, see who's advertising, um, you know, pre-pandemic, if there was a trade show for your industry, who's exhibiting at those trade shows, those are the types of companies that you're going to be able to get as advertisers far easier than going to progressive or bank of America or chase or any of those big companies that feel like easy money. Um, and then finally, you're going to want to make sure you've got a good advertising contract that you can have them sign so that your agreement is solidified and you know exactly what you're supposed to do and what exactly they're supposed to pay you for it. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work, to be honest, especially if someone doesn't really know what to do and how to prepare these documents. So definitely, I think uh, it's a good thing to think about when you can do this. Uh, or when it's, um, you know, recommended to do, for example, you mentioned if, if you have a niche podcast around 1000 downloads per episode, uh, if you have a bigger show, maybe 5000 downloads per episode or something like that. So those are some of the numbers that can be a good point to get into this process. Uh, am I correct here? Yeah, I would say so. And it, it depends a lot on what your approach is going to be. So your show doesn't necessarily even have to have over a thousand downloads. If you have really valuable listeners and if you can prop that up, those 500 listeners with other things as well, um, it really depends on, on what you can provide overall. Yeah. And I will say that um, I actually created a course. It's called the podcast moneymakers course, um, at heatherosgood.com. And if, you know, I created the course because what happened was we had so many podcasts that would come to us on a regular basis and say, Hey, we want you to represent us. But because we only take a percentage of what we sell, it doesn't really make sense for us to represent smaller shows. And so the course really is a step-by-step -step guide for, for folks who are interested in selling on their own to know exactly what to do. And we've created a lot of templates for, you know, for people because wow. you know, having a template for your media kit and your contract yeah. and, you know, your pricing strategy and all that can be really helpful if you're trying to get started on your own. Wow. So awesome. Where can we find this course? And I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that it's going to be in the show notes as well. So where can we find the course? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to heatherosgood.com, that's where the course is. Um, and actually we also created a little, um, free audience growth guide. So if you want some, some tips on how to grow your audience, you can download that as well for free. Yeah. And I definitely want to touch on, uh, growing the audience, but before we do, uh, you've mentioned something pricing and different models. So what are some of the models that we can use when we are reaching out to sponsors? I think about the CPM model or CPA, mm -hmm. or is it maybe better to negotiate a flat rate or what are some of your experiences mm -hmm. when it comes to smaller shows, let's say? Yeah, for sure. So I think you hit on something really important that you just barely said, but is, is important is CPA or cost per acquisition. So if you are someone who really feels like you don't know maybe anything about advertising, I would highly recommend that you think about establishing affiliate relationships. So there are several different websites that you can go to some even specifically in the podcast space and you can find companies that want to do affiliate advertising. And for those who are unfamiliar with it, um, essentially how affiliate advertising or marketing works is that you would on your podcast run ads for the company for free 
but you would get a kickback every time they sold a product um, with someone that's using your specific promo code. And the reason that I think affiliate uh, marketing or affiliate advertising is a good place to get started is that number one, you don't have to find people to buy ads on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, you can see how the full experience will go for you and your show. What is it like to create an ad for an advertiser? Um, are you able to get response? You know, when you run ads, does your audience respond to that? And also it can create a really good track record for you as a podcaster. So when you run these affiliate ads, you can see exactly how many conversions you're getting. Cause you know, cause you get paid for that. Yeah. Most advertisers are not going to tell you what kind of conversion rates they're getting. Yeah. So they'll, they'll either say it's good. We want to keep running or it's not been so good. We want to stop. Or they'll say it's not been so good. We want to keep running. That happens too. But <laughs> most of the time they're not going to tell you what kind of conversion rates they're getting. So if you can do affiliate advertising, it'll give you that conversion rate. And then you get to construct a story that you can take to other potential advertisers. You can say, you know, Audible and BetterHelp and, um, you know, these different companies advertise on our show. Um, or you could even say are promoted on our show and they see these kinds of conversion rates. So it's, it's giving you a story to share with other potential advertisers. That's, excuse me, really going to, um, create a proven track record for you and help you convert better. Um, so think about doing affiliate, affiliate advertising or marketing first. Um, and then to answer your initial question about pricing in this space, the CPM or cost per thousand advertising model is very common. Mm -hmm. And what that means is how much is an advertiser going to pay to reach a thousand people? And they, you know, in the advertising industry, we use this as kind of an um, an equalizer to say, well, gosh, if I run a a radio ad, it's going to cost me a $5 cost per thousand. If I run a TV ad, it's going to cost me a $50 cost per thousand. If I run a Facebook ad, it's going to cost me, you know, $10 or what have you. So that's what they're looking at. And, um, so that's what people talk about a ton in the space. I would say though, if your podcast is smaller, don't even think about CPM pricing because Gotcha. The standards can be somewhere between like 15 and 50, right? Like one five and five zero. So mm-hmm. if, if you're a smaller podcast, let's say you're getting a thousand downloads per episode, are you really going to charge somebody $20 for an ad? No, like that would just be total silliness, right? It's not going to, it's not going to make any sense for you to go and charge somebody that little. So you have to make a case for why your audience is valuable. And that's why you want to bolster up those campaigns with other things And then you have to decide for yourself what makes sense. If I'm going to sell this, I want to personally make some money from it. And how can I price it in a way that the advertiser is going to be willing to pay the price? I'm going to be willing to accept that price, but also is the advertiser going to get a return on their investment? So if you know, for instance, that an association is going to advertise with you and they're average membership is $5,000 a year. If you bring, if you price your package at, let's say $2,000, 
if you can bring them one customer, they're going to get a positive return on that investment. If that advertiser sells products for, you know, $10 and you're charging them $2,000, they're going to have to sell a whole lot to have a positive return. So that also should be part of your thought process as you're approaching advertisers is how can you approach advertisers who are going to easily see a return on their investment? Wow, that's so useful, Heather. And thank you so much for sharing sharing all these great information. I wanted to dive into, um, but before I do, um, you mentioned surveys, like serving your audience is important, like knowing your audience, serving the audience. CPA is a great model to kind of like track those uh, actions, like who are those listeners who are taking action, maybe purchase or visit the website or uh, uh, some, some uh, similar things. So uh, I wanted to dive into growing your audience and more specifically using podcast advertising to grow your audience. Because as podcasters, I think it's a great way to uh, grow your audience by reaching audio consumers directly. So either you can be a guest on other podcasts or you can use maybe podcast advertising or think about that to grow your own listenership. So you know, because when it comes to getting sponsors, I need to grow my show, right? And so it's, uh, I can advertise first, grow my audience, and then I can sell, uh, or I can attract sponsors, right? So what are some of the ways to advertise on podcasts? How can someone do that? Maybe individually or with your help or with agencies help if they want to grow their show specifically? Well, um, I think that you really hit the nail on the head. And one of the things that I like to uh, say, which I really believe is true, is that podcast listeners listen to podcasts. So when you advertise your show outside of podcasts, you're reaching a large percentage of people who aren't active podcast listeners. And I think that when you're in this space, it's hard for you to imagine that someone would not want to listen to podcasts. (laughs) But the reality is, is that there are really a significant number of people out there who don't listen to podcasts. And so advertising your show to someone who already is very accustomed to using the medium is going to really help you grow, um, you know, much faster. So One of the things that we definitely see is podcast advertising. And there's a couple of different ways to do podcast advertising. The first is that you just identify shows that you think would be a good fit um, that maybe have a, a larger audience than you do and run ads with them. Now, it depends a lot on how much you want to invest in in advertising because, you know, as we've just talked about, it's not necessarily super inexpensive to run ads for your show. Um, And depending on where you're at financially, you might just pick shows that you think are just a bit bigger than yours, right? So, you know, maybe if you're getting a thousand downloads, you would want to buy ads on a show that's getting 5,000 or maybe 10,000 downloads. Um, because, you know, if you're going to go straight to somebody who's getting a hundred thousand or 500,000, that's going to be a much bigger investment. So, you know, think about really the, the budget that you would have to start. And then I also encourage people when you're thinking about shows to advertise on, 
it, I think in podcasting, we have a real tendency to do a lot of matchy matchy. Like, uh, I have a podcast about podcasting, so I'm just going to advertise on other shows that are about podcasting, or I have a business show. I just want to advertise on other business shows. But if you can kind of expand that and think about who your target listener is, you might find shows that are maybe, um, more approachable because there can be a bit of competitiveness, right? If I, let's say I'm a coach and I have a business show and, you know, am I going to really want to advertise another coach's business show? Probably not. So you kind of have to get creative with the types of shows that you're approaching. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, that can be a good way to do it. And we do at True Native Media help podcasters um, find, you know, um, other podcasts to advertise on, as long as they're within our roster of shows. So we can we can help you with that. Um, and yeah, I think that that's a really good way. Of course, as you mentioned, interviews are also a good good option. But if you're looking to do paid ads on other podcasts, it can be a really good way to grow your show. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I always ask myself, as you've mentioned, audio consumers or podcasters listen to audio or audio consumers listen to audio, podcasters listen to podcasts. And so what are some of those platforms where you can grow your show either organically or with paid advertising? Uh, for example, podcasts, maybe Clubhouse can be a, a place where you want to hang out because they're mainly audio consumers, we can suppose. <laughs> Yeah, so I was gonna recommend to the other um, the other tool that I have seen our shows have a lot of success with is running ads on podcast players. So um, like Overcast and Castbox and Player FM, all of those apps run ads for podcasts. So the carousel at the top. Um, that, you know, rotates, those are most of them, not all of them, but most of them are placed ads. And that can be a really good way to get listenership as well is to invest in those players. And if you can get featured in Apple, which isn't the easiest thing, but if you can, that also is super helpful. And Apple doesn't charge you to get featured. It's more of a kind of who you know and, you know, getting to the right place with the right artwork um, to get featured on Apple. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so exciting. And really, thank you so much for sharing all these great information. I would highly recommend to the listeners that they check out your podcast podcast advertising playbook because you know there are so many topics in the space just in podcast advertising and they can learn more about those things on your podcast or by listening to your podcast because i want to be respectful of your time and before i ask my last question please just tell the listeners what's the best way to connect with you and learn more about you yeah, for sure. So I am very uh, active on LinkedIn. So if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, that would be a great place. And you just go over to LinkedIn and, and search for Heather Osgood, I'll pop up. And I wanted to remind, uh, remind you that if you go to heatherosgood.com, you can download that free guide um, to help grow your audience. Um, so we'd love to have you uh, get that as well. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. And the links are going to be in the show notes and available on our website, podcastingforinfluence.com. And my last question is, you know, I was wondering what are some of the things that you're most excited about nowadays or in the future, maybe connected to podcasting, podcast advertising? What are some of those things? 
Oh gosh. <laughs> I could talk for another hour about that. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm most excited right now about ad tech. So I think that there's a lot of opportunities that are being developed around ad tech. And essentially what I mean by that is how do we create software that's going to help us with this process? Because podcast ad buying has been fairly manual. And I really do think that we're going to be moving into a, a place and an, uh, a growth spot in the podcast industry where we're going to have more technology to help us. And I feel that that is really um, very intimately connected to dynamic ad insertion, because I really do think it doesn't matter when content is created. It matters when it's consumed. And if it is consumed, um, you know, it should have an ad message in it. So those are the things that I'm most excited about. Wow, thanks for sharing. I'm super excited about this space as well. <laughs> so Heather, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Podcasting for Influence podcast. If you feel inspired to hang out with other like-minded entrepreneurs, influencers, and podcasters, make sure to join the Podcasting for Influence community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash community. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash community. If you want to check out the details, show notes, tips, and free resources, make sure to visit our website, podcastingforinfluence.com. That's podcastingforinfluence.com. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I hope to welcome you next time. And until then, be influential, my friend.